0: Hey there, Blazer fans, and welcome to episode 28 of the Dragon's Den, a podcast for those that bleed green and gold. Today, I have my second UAV softball player on the Dragon's Den, a former outfielder from the 2012 and 2013 seasons, Miss Whitney Fletcher. I hope you guys enjoy. Let's head into the episode. All right, Blazer fans, I've got my guest here for episode 28 of the Dragon's Den, a former UAV softball player from 2012 and 2013, Miss Whitney Fletcher. Whitney, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing awesome. How are you?
0: I'm doing great. It's That's it's great. awesome to have you on the podcast. Um, you were a huge part of the UAB offense on the on the softball team and, um for your two years there and you made had one of the greatest plays in softball history at UAB. And um I can't wait to get to get to know you a little bit better. But um, you know, just to kind of give my 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 listeners a little bit of background into you, you attended Decatur High School in Decatur, Alabama. Um, you went to Northwest Florida State College and played at the junior college level for two years. Both years, you were a first-team all-panhandle conference selection and had a 424 batting average in 2011. What did you find valuable about your experience at the junior college level?
1: Um, just NWF itself, the name, just gave me, like, just, you know, the spunk of, you know, just being at that level and being able to play the game that I love and being so far away. I feel like um, being six hours away helped me to embrace new responsibilities. Also, being able to have the opportunity to meet different people from all over different states, different countries was amazing. Um, I had a coach, Jack Barley, at the time. Um, He instilled me and prepared me for the next level.
0: Okay. Like I said, you did really well at at Northwest Florida State. So what schools were recruiting you at a junior college and what made you choose UAB?
1: Um, At the time, I had Alabama and Florida State recruiting me. Um, Florida State was actually recruiting me for a shortstop and not center field, which was, you know, shocking because I remember playing in a practice game and they were there, you know, watching and next thing you know, I'm like, hey, we want to recruit you as a shortstop. And I'm like, wow, you know, but I really didn't take the option. But I also I wanted to choose UAB because I was closer to family and being able to be part of an organization that was growing and that was just very important to me.
0: OK, it's crazy. Like, I mean, it's uh, those are two huge schools, but um, I'm very thankful that we, we got you here to be a Blazer. But um, absolutely. In your first year <laughs> at UAB, the Blazers kind of got off to a rough start uh, at eight and nine. But you all went on a, on a tear in conference play. Despite being defeated by Marshall in the Conference USA tournament, you guys still earned an at large bid in the NCAA tournament. So what was it like to play on the biggest stage for an NCAA athlete?
1: You know, coming from a juke call, you come from a small crowd. You know, you barely see anybody, barely hear different fans yelling. But having the opportunity to play in front of a huge crowd was awesome to me. Um, it allowed me to show who UAB really was and what the name really meant to us, you know. And um, also competing against talent that strengthened our team. We had people supporting us from all over um like leaving lasting impressions even more I even had fans that I didn't even know at all you know Mm -hmm. would come up to me for autographs or pictures which really gave me a wonderful feeling
0: that's cool so UAB fell to Virginia Tech and Tennessee uh, in the NCAA tournament in your first year but it paved the way for a very special 2013 season Um, in 2012 your first season you stepped in and made an immediate impression writing your name several times in the UAB record book and you earned Conference USA Co-Newcomer of the Year. What was that first season like for you at UAB and what was your motivation going into your final season in college athletics?
1: Um, Like I say, coming in from a JUCO to D1 was a different approach. I was nervous, but I was sort of, you know, like prepared at the same time. I know that sounds crazy, but <laughs> just coming in, like being able to have campus was bigger, larger classes, intense workouts, of course, um, schoolwork was more challenging and the speed of the game was different. So, um, that's what pretty much what that was. Okay. And as of my motivation, like my final year, it was just to improve my game. And I wanted to like improve for the younger youth and cause I knew they were looking up to me at the time.
0: Okay. UAB got off to a hot start in 2013. Your senior year, you um, you started with wins over number 16 Washington and Ole Miss uh, at the Paradise Softball Classic in Honolulu, Hawaii. That win was the highest-ranked opponent UAB had beaten um, since number 19 LSU in 2009. How special did you know that team was, especially after those first wins?
1: When I tell you, I tell like I tell my um, players all the time now. It was all about it's all about the energy um, we had a well-developed team close bonding team that was so well determined um, we had each other's back every step of the way you know what I'm saying without a doubt um, I couldn't ask for a better team
0: okay so what was that trip to Hawaii like for you?
1: Everybody knows I'm such a dramatic person um, despite of the 10 hour flight, <laughs> I kid you not. I was freaking out. <laughs> However, Hawaii was very beautiful place. Um, the atmosphere was so peaceful, relaxing. You saw different, you know, like people, different buildings, different everything. I think it's one of the nicest places I've ever been to. And I wish I could have stayed a little longer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um UAB got some more marquee wins later that season, winning the series against number 17 Tulsa on the road in the regular season. However, you guys were stumped again in the Conference USA tournament by Marshall. When I had your teammate Kristen McGrath on, I asked her the same question, but what was it about Marshall that made them so hard to beat?
1: Um, Like any of my girls can probably say that I play with my teammates. We can uh, say that Marshall was a very scrappy team. Um, They had great hitters. Half of their lineups I know were lefties. Every time they come up to bat, I'm like, it's another left-handed hitter. You know, <laughs> um, they had a great pitcher named Andy. They had – we had to make several adjustments with um, – she had great speed and movement on the ball. They also had great speed on the base pass as well. Each, um, in, each encounter with them was very close to one.
0: All right. UAB earned an at-large spot in the NCAA tournament again. Uh, this time in Louisville, uh, in the Louisville Regional, you had a IPFW, UCLA, UAB, and then the host uh, number 15 Louisville Cardinals. Your first game you faced in the NCAA tournament, you faced Blue Blood and 12-time national champion UCLA and won six to three. How confident were you all going into that first game against UCLA?
1: Um, just hearing the name UCLA was huge to us. You know, we were like, oh, wow, you know. Even myself, I'm like, oh, wow, we're playing UCLA, you know. But everyone considered us as the underdogs, but we knew down deep down that we could compete with anybody on the field. Um, I always look at it as one team, one goal, and that was to compete with any top-ranked schools, any top-ranked, you know, players or, you know, students as well.
0: You then faced host Louisville and won seven to three, eliminating them from the tournament. Uh, you faced UCLA in, in an elimination game for UCLA, but lost one to four, but had to face them again to see who, who would advance. What were the nerves like going into that final game?
1: Uh, my nerves are very intense. Like I say, I'm very dramatic. So <laughs> when it comes to things like this, I'm like, oh, uh, you know, just all over the place. But I was somewhat nervous, um, and the in the tension was high, but we wanted that win, you know. Um. I feel like it was just – we were just very locked in.
0: All right. Well, in the top of the 11th, UCLA scored to go up two to one. Um, what was that feeling like to rally and in in tie the game in the bottom half of the inning to keep the game going?
1: Oh, I think I probably jumped out of the dugout by then. <laughs> it was amazing. I knew right then that our team was about to execute, make something happen. It was automatic green light, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Well, in the bottom half, in the bottom of the 13th, you delivered the game-winning triple to bring in Heather Pearson and give UAB the walk-off victory. What was that moment like at the plate for you and to deliver, uh, and to deliver that big hit?
1: All right, guys, y'all just sit back and listen to this. <laughs> However, um, let's see. Throughout the game, I was 0 for 6. I was discouraged. I wanted my coach to take me out. I even tried taking myself out the game, you know, Um, I can't remember, I was either on deck or about to get ready to hit when I saw a huge brown bag with McDonald's logo on it. (laughs) You know, just imagine playing two games in one, you know. So coach told me to grab a chicken nugget to help me feel better, you know. Everyone knew me, everybody know. If you know me now, whenever or whenever, you know, that I love snacks. (laughs) (laughs) Even if we weren't supposed to have them, I would always have them hidden somewhere, either in my back pocket, in my ball pants, ball bag, whatsoever. Um, Once I ate, you know, one chicken nugget or so, I felt confidence starting to come back. Um, At that moment, my approach felt much better. I remember the details when I hit, um, I took off running out the box hard as I could because I was just like shocked, you know, after striking out six times, I'm like shocked. Um, I saw Pearson running around third base as I was coming around second base. Once I saw that she had scored, all I could do was just step on the base on third base with volunteers just coming down. Like I didn't even make it to the dog pal. (laughs) All I remember is coach grabbing my face and was saying, I knew you could do it, you know, but it was just overwhelmed with joy.
0: That's awesome. That's you're giving me chills right now, Whitney. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I can always play it back. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you, uh, UAV won the Louisville Regional and advanced to the Gainesville Super Regional. Um, unfortunately, the Cinderella story ended there with a uh, back-to-back losses to the Gators. But what was it like to end your college career on a high note, helping UAV set a record for most wins in a season at forty and nineteen?
1: Um, I can say that I really didn't break down. I was sad, but I was proud. OK, um, I felt like we had accomplished so many goals, unexpected goals that I never would have imagined.
0: All right. So what were some of your other games that may not get talked about um, either in the record book or, you know, you know, that are looked looked back on as like highlight real games stuff. But what are some other games that might not get talked about that you look back on and remember fondly from your time at UAB?
1: Um, the games I actually can remember, I remember playing like I say Washington, Ole Miss. Those were two good games we had played. Um, also been and played Houston in a regular season game. We ended up losing both games on that Saturday and came in Sunday with a different mindset of winning the game. We only needed that one win. So that one win did it for us. Um, I remember, like I said, we all dog paled. And once again, I did not make it to the dog pal. I don't know what it is that I have not made it to the dog fail at all but that was awesome and also um just being able to sweep UCF in the first conference series
0: all right um who were your go-to buddies on the team
1: oh Whitney never had go-to buddies Um, uh, <laughs> I had my entire team was like my backbone my family um They were able to feed me good, positive reinforcement feedbacks, uh, encouraging thoughts. I mean, anything that I needed, I could count on them, you know?
0: Okay. So what were some of your favorite off-the-field memories while you were at UAB?
1: Oh, just actually having an an off-day, off-weekend with my teammates. We were able to just share so many remarkable memories together and just hang out, fun, do all types of fun activities.
0: OK, so how is life now?
1: Life now is wonderful. Um, I'm very busy at the time, <laughs> what they call it, busy body. But um, I've been I'm a healthcare care um, case manager, been there for eight years, been doing that for eight years. I coach at um, A.H. Parker High School softball. I coach at 18U travel ball team, Alabama Thunder. And I'm also I'm a hitting and fielding instructor at DBAT Baseball and Softball Academy.
0: Awesome. Well, uh, we know they got a good coach. <laughs> um, <laughs> how can my listeners engage with you now?
1: Um, I have so much. Uh, if anybody knows me, they know WIT likes to post all kind of stuff all through the day. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Training With WIT. Um, I have Twitter. I have a business page on Facebook, also known as Training With WIT. All
0: right. And before I go, Whitney, I have one more uh, one more question for you. It's a lighthearted question. Uh-huh. It's just something to keep you on your toes. But um, what was your uh, what was your favorite TV show growing up as a kid?
1: Oh, you know what? It's really crazy. I do not watch TV. The only thing I watch is the news. And everybody <laughs> call me grandma or auntie <laughs> at the time now. So, um, but let's see. I could say. It might not be a tv show but it's the proud family oh I yeah i love that little yeah. cartoon show so that was probably the biggest one but other than that i had i do not watch tv at all
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I love the proud family it was on but
1: i know right <laughs>
0: <laughs> well whitney thank you so much i know you, you're, you've been kind of pressed for time and everything but thank you so much for fitting this in it was it was awesome getting to know you mm-hmm. um i'd maybe have to have you on with some of your teammates in the future. That'd be a pretty fun episode, but uh, you, you gave some great stories and I'm uh, very thankful for having you on.
1: And I also want to say team 14 and forever a blazer before we end it. So thank you so much for reaching out.
0: (laughs) Thank you very much. Go Blazers. Uh All right. A special thanks to Whitney for her contributions to UAB history and her time on the podcast. Whitney was in a bit of a time crunch today, but I'm very thankful for her time on the podcast today. So thanks again, Whitney. Uh, It was awesome getting to hear those heart-pounding moments and getting to know her better. Normally, I would ask a couple of social media questions for my listeners, but uh, due to the time crunch, we did have to shorten it. So I didn't get to get to it, but I will go over some of the questions and some of the answers that she gave on the Facebook page. Uh, The first question came from Matt Diffie. He asked, in your opinion, what is the biggest difference, if any, in the game now versus when you played? And Whitney said, great question. I say it's more fundamental, added drills and techniques that have changed since I've played. The other two questions come from former coach Marla Townsend. She asked, what advice do you have for softball student athletes as they look to play at the next level? Whitney responded, I say this all the time. The game of softball is fun, but it comes with a lot of discipline and hard work. Cherish every moment of it and never give up. You can't get this time back. And Coach Townsend's other question was, how important is the mental game in the sport of softball? Whitney responded, Coach, it's very mental. I had to realize sitting in the classes you had us in with Brian Kane were very important. Mental game was huge. From early morning workouts, classes, long practices, tutoring, et cetera. It all paid off in the end. Thank you for everything, Coach. And those were the social media questions. Before I go, I have another This Week in Blazer history segment. I was on a brief hiatus recently, so I missed some notable events, but for the sake of time, I'm only covering football games and birthdays from this week and the upcoming week, so October 18th to the 31st. So, October 18th, birthdays, born in 2001, current UAB football offensive lineman Chase Perry. On to the football games in 2014 the Blazers played on October 18th at Middle Tennessee, falling 34 to 22. On to October 19th, no notable birthdays from what I could find, but from football games, we've had four football games all-time on October 19th. Blazers hold a 3-1 record. The first came in 1991 at Charleston Southern, winning by a score of 33-19. In 1996, the Blazers played Southwest Louisiana at home, winning 39-29. In 2002, the Blazers fell at Tulane 35-14, but got a win back in the column uh, in 2019 with a win over Old Dominion 38-14. On to October 20th, one birthday, born in 1972, Carlos Browning, a forward for the men's basketball team in the mid-90s. There are five football games on October 20th all-time. The first came in 2001 against Tulane in a 34-27 win. In 2007, the Blazers played Houston and were demolished in a 49-10 loss. In 2011, the Blazers got back in the win column with a win over Central Florida at home, 26-24. In 2012, the Blazers fell to East Carolina, 42-35. And in 2018, the Blazers played in one of the classics from that season, a win over North Texas, 29-21. October 21st, no notable birthdays, but four football games. In 2000, the Blazers played Middle Tennessee State, winning 14-9. And that's where the good times stopped. In 2005, the Blazers played Southern Miss, falling 37-28. In 2006, the Blazers played Marshall and lost 31-24. And in 2017, the Blazers fell at Charlotte 25 to 24. October 22nd, two notable birthdays. Born in 1979, David Walker, a former guard for the men's basketball team in the late 90s and early 2000s. And born all the way back in 1916, Coach Harry Hat Walker. Harry was the UAB baseball coach from 1979 to 1986. And he was a legend in Major League Baseball as a two-time World Series champion, two-time All-Star and the National League batting champion in 1947. During his time at UAB, he won two conference championships and over 200 games. One football game on October 22nd came back in 1994 and a win over Charleston Southern 54 to 14. October 23rd, one notable birthday. It's current UAB women's track and field sprints runner, Ebony Tolliver. Happy birthday, Ebony. On October 23rd, the Blazers are one in four all time in football. Uh, the first came in 1993 at Charleston Southern in a win 48 to 20. 1999, the Blazers played at Wake Forest, falling 47 to 3. In 2004, the Blazers played at Tulane, lost 59 to 55. In one of the more frequently discussed games in my podcast. Uh, in 2010, the Blazers played at Mississippi State, falling 29 to 24. And in 2020, the Blazers played the Louisiana Raging Cajuns, falling 24 to 20. On October 24th, we got some good birthdays. Born in 1996, Antonio Rolot, former UAB baseball shortstop and UAB men's basketball guard. Happy birthday, Antonio. Born in 1994, former UAB football tight end Logan Scott. And we got three current UAB student athletes that share birthdays on October 24th. Born in 1997, Quan Jackson, UAB men's basketball guard. Born in 2001, men's basketball forward Ronji Gordon. And UAB women's basketball forward Jasmine Gracie. Happy birthday, guys. And on October 24th, we have three football games that have been played all time. The first came in 1992 at Farham in a loss 31-17. to 1998, the Blazers played Virginia Tech, falling 41-0. to And in 2009, the Blazers played at Marshall, losing 27-7. October 25th, one notable birthday. Born in 1999, current UAB women's bowler Jamie Krasnigor. Two football games have been played all-time on October 25th. The first came in 2003 at Georgia. The Blazers fell 16-13 in a close game with the Bulldogs. And in 2014, the Blazers played at Arkansas, falling 45-17. to October 26th, no notable birthdays, but four football games. In 1991, the Blazers once again played Ferrum, this time falling 35-7. 1996, the Blazers played at Louisiana Tech, falling 35-31. In 2002, the Blazers got a W at Army, winning 29-26, and in 2012, the Blazers played UTSA, falling 52-31. On October 27th, one big notable birthday, born in 1988, former men's basketball guard Aaron Johnson. AJ was one of the greats for the Blazers. He played from 2007 to 2011. He's UAB's all-time leader in assists, and he holds the record for most single-season assists. In his senior year, 2010-2011, to 2011, he was named Conference USA Player of the Year, first-team All-Conference member, Conference USA All-Defensive Team, Associated Press All-American Honorable Mention, and he helped the Blazers to a Conference USA regular season title and a berth in the NCAA tournament. On October 27th, we have four football games that have been played. The first came at Memphis in 2001 in a 17-14 win. In 2007, the Blazers played at East Carolina, falling 41-6. In 2012, the Blazers played at Tulane, falling 55 to 45. And in 2018, the Blazers played at UTEP, winning in a shutout 19 to 0. October 28th, no notable birthdays, but three football games. 1995, the Blazers played at Troy State, falling 69 to 7. In 2000, the Blazers played at East Carolina, winning 16 to 13. And in 2017, the Blazers played at Southern Miss, winning 30 to 12. October 29th, we got some really good birthdays. Born in 1961, one of the all-time greats in men's basketball, a guard from Memphis, Tennessee, played for the Blazers from 1982 to 1984, Mr. McKinley Singleton. He's all over the UAB record books and was a sixth-round draft pick by the Milwaukee Bucks in the 1984 NBA draft. Born in 2001, current UAB football freshman linebacker Andre Howard. Also sharing a birthday on October 29th, former UAB football tight end Chico Cleveland. Chico played for the Blazers from 2001 to 2005. And born in 1973, former track and field runner at UAB, seven-time NCAA All-American, and Olympic gold medalist in the 2002 Winter Olympics' inaugural women's Olympic bobsled event, Vonetta Flowers. Vonetta was also a three-time U.S. national champion bobsledder, a bronze medalist in the women's bobsled in the Winter Olympics in 2004, and she is a member of both the UAB Athletics Hall of Fame and the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Happy birthday, Vonetta, and all this year' birthday on October 29th. Two football games have been played on October 29th for UAB. First came in 1994 at Moorhead State, winning 36 to 15, and in 2011 the Blazers played at Marshall, falling 59 to 14. October 30th, no notable birthdays, but three football games. 1993, the Blazers played at Wofford, winning 23 to 11. In 1999, the Blazers played at Louisville, falling 23 to 14, and in 2010 the Blazers got a big win at Southern Miss, winning in double overtime, 50 to 49. And the final day, October 31st, Halloween, we've got two birthdays. Born in 1976, former UAB football defensive lineman Curtis Jeter. And born in 1994, former UAB linebacker Chris Woolbright. And five football games have been played on October 31st all-time for UAB. In 1992, the Blazers played at Sanford, falling 49-3. In 1998, the Blazers played at Northeast Louisiana, falling 20-14. In 2006, the Blazers played at SMU. Losing 22 to 9. In 2009, the Blazers played at UTEP, winning 38 to 33. And in 2020, the Blazers fell at Louisiana Tech in a double overtime loss, 37 to 34. And that's going to do it for this segment of This Week in Blazer History and episode 28 of the Dragon's Den. I hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to check out my social media pages with the handle at Dragon's Den E F E L. Once again, that's at Dragon's Den E F E L on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for all the latest UAB news and guest announcements. Happy homecoming week, beat rice, and that's all for me. Good night, and go Blazers.